0: unbecoming of age the podcast a cautionary tale listen to what they say then do the opposites your hosts Colin Flynn and John M Craig
1: thank you for joining us you are tuned into episode 171 of unbecoming of age the podcast we are two guys that have never actually met in real life I'm one of those guys. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa and my co-host John M. Craig. Hey Colin, what's up? How you doing? How you living?
0: Uh, it's, uh, I'm living. I'm living. <laughs> it's, good. it's good. I wouldn't say large. Yeah? yeah. Medium? Well, not, mm, medium. Okay. medium? Medium. Medium large. large. What's that? Medium well? <laughs> I'm, no, medium rare. Medium. Yeah. Medium rare for sure. I would never want to be medium well.
1: So you you probably uh, medium uh, medium well medium rare all of that you you don't get to utter those words much because of your uh, vegetarian lifestyle nobody says how would you like that cauliflower
0: <laughs> well I mean and the tuna tuna and and salmon
1: oh that's right because you're because right? uh, I'm
0: not it's not a vegan thing yeah feels, yeah I, I, uh, that happens a lot people just say oh you're a vegan no I'm not a vegan I just don't eat certain meats
1: right but
0: yeah. Yeah, i try not to get too bent out of shape about it
1: then you say go My,
0: fuck yourself i'm not that your, picky yeah, yeah I'm, no. I'm not i'm a, I, I don't i'm trying to shed anger
1: that's good that's good that's a good thing it's, it's not do. working
0: it's not working at all it's terrible it's not, really no well, yeah you're no. the east coast it's hard hard not to be angry i would no are. i can't i can't blame uh a region of the country on it <laughs> it's okay i will (laughs) Like, like i'm sure if i move to the pacific northwest which seems fairly chill as fuck i'd still be an angry piece of shit and i might seem even
1: angrier does does traffic and just the density of people you think have anything at all to do with that
0: uh when it's uh 40 degrees and raining like a constant rain and people drive worse than they normally do yes yes it does Yes. No. I don't know. I no. I just. I don't want to.
1: I noticed when we took our trip out east over the summer that as as I got closer to the coast and the traffic started, you know, it it increases as you get closer to to the coast. Mm. I found myself getting edgier and edgier and a little bit edgier the the more I got, just because there's. Well, I I think
0: I think that if if you are prone to any anger, frustration, and control issues guilty, uh, that when you're in circumstances like that, uh, lots of traffic, weather, is beyond our control. So I think that it mani- one's anger and lack of control of other things in one's life manifest themselves in the other thing. It's like, uh, don't sweat the small stuff. No, i want to fucking sweat the small stuff. But then the small stuff becomes the big stuff, and I'm going to do... has nothing to do with the new year. It has to do with... I, I i need to i need to tackle tackle this thing shedding a little anger you, you,
1: you more just,
0: more than that it's it's okay. it's irrational nonsense i need to shed it well, that's a good idea. I, th- I think it is. And, yeah, uh, ask me how that's going in a couple of weeks. We'll see. Right, we'll see how it's going. i be like, what the fuck, Colin? I didn't fucking. <laughs> we talked about that off the fucking mics. Why are you bringing this up on the fucking show? And I I I'm pretty sure you did. That. It's you can go back <laughs> to episode one seventy one. That's what you talked about
1: right before the. Okay, that's great, John. Great. <laughs> right before you blew a gasket yeah exactly uh i i've been reading this stuff about um the the difference between an abundance mindset and a scarcity mindset it's just it's just uh you know it's it's pretty simple really it's somebody trying to um make a uh, create a fancier way of saying just having more of a positive outlook uh as opposed to maybe a negative outlook and, and it's uh, i think it's a, a about looking at the idea that um there there's lots of good in the world and you should uh, focus on on that part of things instead of trying to come at things from the idea that uh, you know that everything's bad and negative. Have,
0: have you talked about Michael Pollan? Oh yeah, I have. You have? Um, what, no, I don't remember the context. Did you say you listened to him on a podcast, or you had read his book, or what was the story? Do I don't well, remember.
1: I, I first became aware of him because my wife bought one of his books, one of his his uh, you know his books about uh, about eating and diet. And, uh, you know, his plant-based philosophy, which is, um, he's he's kind of along the lines of what you're talking about, where he's not, uh, as far as I know, he's not like a, a strict vegetarian, but um, he, or, or a vegan, He but he believes in a, a plant-forward diet, and um, so I, I can't remember what that one book was called that she got. But anyway, so she was the one that made me aware of him originally. I have heard him on some podcasts since he did the book on, um, on psychedelics. He, he did a... Um, a deep dive into uh, trying to figure out if, uh, you know, f- firsthand what uh, what value, uh, you know, m- mushrooms, LSD, you know, uh, whatever, oh, okay. psychedelics, that sort he, of thing. He was
0: on 60 Minutes last night. Uh, it's uh, Anderson Cooper was doing a thing about a particular drug. That was it, it. helps. It helps some people stop smoking. It helps them uh, stop drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has some negative effects, but it, there was a lot of stuff about LSD and the the LSD experiments that the government had done in the I guess late fifties or early sixties, right? Right. And so so he was part of that, and I, I yeah. and I remember when I saw him, I remember you mentioning him, but I couldn't remember the context because I didn't think it was about because he has the book one of his earlier books I think How to Change Your Mind What the New Science of Psychedelics Teach us about consciousness, dying, addiction, depression, and transcendence. So, and then a lot of the other books are all about food. Yeah. And yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, so you were saying that the uh, the psychedelics. Uh, you, so you were aware of that as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I've heard him interviewed about that stuff, and I, that drug you might be talking about, that particular one, might be uh, ibogaine, which I believe is illegal in the United States, uh, but people are going to Mexico and places like that for these ibogaine treatments, which um, apparently this is uh, some pretty intensive, uh, uh, it's not something to be taken lightly, but um, apparently people can uh, be treated uh, with this stuff and uh, come back basically after a weekend um, and kick a heroin habit, for example. Um, long, long, long-term uh, heroin users and things like that. So um, yeah, he, he's done some. Uh, I don't know if you would really call it research. More, more. It's more like just journalistic reporting on it. Some stuff that's been, I think, been uh, pretty interesting. What do you call the book, job?
0: Psilocybin?
1: Ibogaine is that what it is?
0: Oh uh, well, no! I mean, this one is Silo Sabine. Oh, psilocybin.
1: That's and mushrooms. They're... What's that? It- Psilocybin is the... Psilocybin, activity. okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. in mushrooms. That's okay. magic mushrooms. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, anyway, I wasn't really paying attention because it was my my nephew's uh, second birthday, and it was on in the background. So yeah. it passed in and out. Yeah, so psychedelics could help people with addiction and anxiety. That was the whole story.
1: So and, I'm, uh, I'm kind of intrigued because a, a, a friend of ours, uh, a guy that you and I talked to a lot back in the old Anchor V1 days, um, and I'm not going to name him specifically because... Uh, I
0: know. who you're, I mean, I assume I know who you're talking about yeah, you, based you know. on... Uh, yeah. I mean, he, anyway. does he does. He look like the kind of guy that might uh, consider <laughs> yeah. this stuff in he, your he, mind if you and I were to talk
1: about it? He, he does. He, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He uh, is... Gotten into, um, I know he's he's been for a, a while. He's been raising mushrooms, uh, not the the, the magic mushrooms, as, as far as I know. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. But I've watched uh, also on he he had asked questions a lot about um, about the idea of microdosing, which is the idea that you take a really s- small sliver of of the you know the magic mushrooms, of the psilocybin based mushrooms, take a very small slice of that and and uh, dose uh, enough that you wouldn't even Really feel it, but you do it every day, and um, apparently this has uh, incredible therapeutic effects for um, things like depression. And um, I have noticed his uh, Instagram stuff lately has gotten more colorful, mm. uh, and I'm just wondering if mm. maybe uh, maybe that's yeah, I don't know, a possibility. I hope so because um, I, I, I I don't know. I, I think it probably works for some people. And, uh,
0: uh, yeah, I imagine it does. I mean, I remember that when the story, uh, when I noticed the story, they were talking to this woman who quit smoking, but she had a terrible experience on it. And so, okay. and then they talked to a guy who would drink uh, up to twenty cocktails a night, yeah. and he's like just stopped. I mean, like he seemed tra- almost creepily transformed. You know, like I was like, how could you even possibly drink twenty? you know this guy was wearing a nice suit he was very clean cut looked like he was it could have been a finance guy i don't really know much sure. about the guy's story but i'm like wait it, you know up until 2016 he was drinking nearly 20 cocktails a night and he was functional like how's that even fucking possible <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like unless you, if you lived in a city, maybe, you know what I mean? Like you go from, you know, you finish work at 4.30 to five thirty, six o'clock at the latest, you hit a couple of cocktails, you go home. You, that's a, that's a, that's a sport.
1: That's, that's a, a lot, lot
0: of, of, that's a lot of cocktails
1: that is, and a lot that of is. alcohol and, and, and you surely couldn't drive and, and it, it can't be good for you. I think people that drink, they start drinking um, hard hard alcohol, where where it's harder to quantify how much you're drinking. Uh, A lot of times, because they keep topping off, you know, they'll have a a bigger, you know, they they, they end up with with with, they start with smaller glasses, they end up with bigger ones, you know. They start getting out the cooler things, you know, the koozie looking uh, things uh, to keep a, a large cocktail cool when it's when it's hot out, and so they'll make one big one. And then they keep sort of topping it off and adding to it, and I think uh, sometimes that gets out of hand in, in a hurry. But I also think with those types of situations, you you end up with these weird um, reverse tolerance things that go on, uh, or or uh, I don't know. It's, it's I don't get how people do that, uh, drink that much. Um, for me, you know, I like to drink a, a couple beers, that's usually uh, plenty. On a you know, like if I'm just going to be. Yeah, you know, if I if I were drinking alone, put it that way, to to have a couple beers or or sitting, you know, watching a game or something like that, that to me is is plenty, but to sit in a day and somehow every day dedicate yourself towards, you know, that much alcohol, Jesus, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, not for me. Uh
0: yeah. yeah. I I did have 3 3 beers the other night. It wasn't I don't think it was last night. I think it was two nights ago. I was up in Connecticut with uh, my girlfriend Susie and uh yeah I think she had one martini and I had like three beers but I didn't feel drunk I just felt a little bloated and tired.
1: Yeah. You know like I was just like I ah. well, it so, makes it makes people look bad too you know you 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 age faster it does yeah, bad yep. bad stuff to, to right. for everything. I just saw a picture of uh do you remember uh the 80s group uh Slaughter. Uh, yes. Mark Slaughter. Okay, um, their the, the, their biggest hit was a thing called "Fly to the Angels," um, and he right. had a really uh, sort of a freakish, high pitched kind of voice thing. Um, right. Anyway, I saw just saw a picture of him. A Instagram post. He was with the guy from American Pickers. They were they were uh, hanging out somewhere. Yeah. And I looked at the picture and it said something. I even saw the the, the, the he he had the link to his uh, to Mark Slaughter's Instagram. And it said, I think it said, the Mark Slaughter or something like that. And I was looking at it, and I thought, that can't be him. Because I actually – I
0: don't even remember what he looked like.
1: Well, I'm, I met the guy once uh, at a backstage thing. And uh, he – dark hair, uh, probably a Latino guy. Um, um, I think, you know, his family heritage is Latino. Um but looking at this picture, um, he looks rough, man. He just doesn't look good, and uh, I just wonder how much that is. You know, looks that, like he
0: may have had some work done. I'm not sure though. Yeah, Um yeah. I he, don't know. I'm, I'm having trouble finding pictures. The, of, uh, I'm familiar with his brother, Sergeant Slaughter. I remember <laughs> right? him. He was yeah. uh, he was a real American. He yeah, was a exactly. professional wrestler. Not related. Um.
1: Yeah, I, was, I don't know. I, th- I, I was at uh the the backstage thing that I was at. the uh, the guy who worked for the record company that uh Slaughter was I th- I think it was Capitol Records maybe maybe. Anyway, um the guy that was the record rep um he, he had a, Mark Slaughter was walking around with a, a very attractive uh latino woman and uh, the record rep told me that she was uh she was hired to help. <laughs> I was like, really? He was like, Yeah. Um that's part of his uh part of his writer, part of his contract thing is that uh, they they get dates. They get dates for Mark back in the day. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And she was uh she didn't look uh I mean she didn't look like if if I would have seen her, I would have thought, you know, extremely attractive girl, but I wouldn't have thought uh hooker, I would not have thought uh, this was uh you yeah, know, the situation. But maybe I don't know, maybe she was supposed to dress a certain way too. I don't know. You never know. But um yeah, it was a long time ago. He looks, uh, he looks kind of rough, um, and uh, he's still out. I guess doing the, uh, from what I could see uh, when I looked at his Instagram, the slaughter stuff is like a, a casino act now. There, there, which eh, that's there's a lot of groups that are doing that uh, that are hitting the casinos across the United States. So, I, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Maybe I saw this. Uh, this to me was the the perfect name for a, a heavy metal band. I saw this heavy metal band. Uh, uh, a, a reference to them somewhere online the other day uh, uh, this band is called satan's taint and i thought that's perfect <laughs> satan's taint <laughs> yeah and they had a really cool logo the logo i saw was 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 awesome i, I, I want to get a want to get a t-shirt that says satan's taint just because i think
0: can we be, be the official podcast of satan's taint there's a podcast. Oh, no, said no, we I'm should saying, like, can we like, can like, we partner with them? You know, you know. Well, yeah,
1: I think we could. I, I doubt if there's anybody else asking.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't checked them out on on Spotify. Yeah.
1: How many streams do they have? Uh, pff, who knows? Six. It's possible, maybe this. I don't know. No, it
0: would just probably be less than. If if it's not in the hundreds, it'll just say less than a thousand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Usually. So, um, we are, uh, this is going to be the last show of the decade, John. Um, No, no, not a true story. Why not?
0: The decade uh, does not end until uh, December 31st, 2020. Was that how uh, it works? That is how it works, but uh, we fucked that up a long time ago, and so yeah, we're doing the decade, the best TV shows of the decade, and whatever. But it's really it doesn't it's see, because you don't you don't start counting at zero you 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 you, you start okay. counting at one. True. So two thousand twenty one would be one, and then two thousand uh, you know.
1: So we got a whole year left. Thirty right? would be
0: ten. Yeah. Right, so we really do have a whole year. Remember, like the whole thing with, uh, you know, you party like nineteen ninety nine. That wasn't the end of the millennium, and it was two thousand, December thirty first, two thousand. Yeah, I do See? remember that. I so remember I mean, that. it's I, I just I, I listened to something recently that had this distinction, and I agree they, they're, they're, they're correct, but
1: everyone else is wrong. But it's too late. And that must have been on something on public radio. that was, that was.
0: It was definitely on public radio, of course. <laughs> that, that we, that the, the morning zoo didn't do it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. mean, like, We were wrong. Fuck this shit. They can't say that. Yeah. Fudge
1: this. Fudge this stuff. Yeah, I can't exactly. think of.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. I can't well, think yeah. of all the all. The, what are the, what are all the words for like the dirty words uh, that you would say? You know, instead the of the Carlin
1: ask word. version. The yeah, seven? the
0: safe, the radio safe uh, versions of uh, um, instead of sex,
1: they would—I forgot there was—I don't know—there was, there was, yeah, know. stuff that they would, they would insert. I know yeah. there was that uh, there was a DJ out on the uh, East Coast that uh, a guy named the Grease Man that had oh yeah, own. Grease
0: yeah, <laughs> the Grease Man yeah.
1: Yeah, he had his own language uh, that he, he did. That he yeah, yeah, he could get by. He could say "cool whippolingus" instead of uh, you know lingus and things like yeah,
0: that. Yeah, it was a he was a, an annoying brand of I think yes. I don't know if he was a Philly guy, uh, right. but he was definitely Northeast and yeah, Bob the Grease Man,
1: something or other. I think I don't and, remember his name. I had another The like other one guy. Uh, uh, just died too, uh, like uh, two days ago, right? Uh, Which one? Uh, the, the 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 uh what's his name um um don imus died yeah. he died yeah like two Whoa, days ago i didn't realize that yeah and he was the one that got in all the uh well both Nappy those guys headed
0: yeah yeah uh, he got yeah. in trouble after uh referring to the rut the
1: women's rutgers. rutgers
0: basketball team and referring to one of them as a
1: nappy-headed hoe yes and then he Which doubled down i think and used yeah uh, the, word it the whole thing or something. and then
0: then he lost that job wherever he was working. and got another job and whatever. So anyway, you were saying it's the decade. The decade, yes, yeah, yes. Well, almost. Yeah, we're
1: just. Uh, we're, we're, there, yeah, we're moving. We're moving into n- new territory. I guess we're well. We're, we are moving out of the tens. Uh, we can say that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, well, maybe maybe twenty twenty is a, a fresh start. We'll
1: start that at, at, at zero. That's year one. Did you get anything uh, for Christmas that is... So not exactly,
0: uh, not exactly. I mean, I was going to ask you about your Christmas. I uh, yeah, I had a decent Christmas, uh, nothing to... I, I mean, I'm drinking out of one of my Christmas gifts right now. Which is... It's a uh, hot, cold cup. Hot, corsicle. cold cup. Cor- okay. cor- corsicle, is it? It's pretty good, actually. Yeah, Susie got it for me. And I and and it's perfect. The little lip at the top where you just this plastic you slide it.
1: The my my uh, reusable straw fits perfectly. Mm, good. Uh-huh. So you're not killing any uh, any whales with uh, fake straws. That's right. Yeah. That's
0: good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Trying to think what else. I mean, I you know, uh, Susie got me some uh, some clothing that I like quite a bit. She got me a, a lovely um, a, 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 a a what do you call those things? A a, a cashmere a cashmere sweater cashmere Black sweater Cashmere really? j crew sweater when nice. i zip up yeah it's nice it's nice and then uh and uh what else i i uh i don't know i i i don't i like to give gifts more than i like to receive them
1: oh uh, yeah that's that's always good I, I i did get one that i'm i'm uh what you get really one of the gifts i got was uh i got a uh from rachel the uh i got a uh annual subscription of one year one year a one year pass into the master class series uh online so there's oh yeah
0: for for the any any master class
1: yes i can i can do for one year
0: them. you can use any you can get and get anyone anyone you yes. can learn to cook like gordon ramsay right so i i have i bought a uh, a master class, uh It was, I still have it, but it was before they started their new model, Mm -hmm. where they sort of did more like a subscription plan. Um, And it was, uh, what's his name? Uh, The guy, the the chairman, the documentary filmmaker, Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog, Talking about documentary, I'm obsessed with him. He doesn't really say much. It's just enjoyable to watch Werner Herzog do things and talk.
1: I've, uh, he's been on some podcasts here and there. Um, yeah, yeah. But so, uh, yeah.
0: so did you did you uh, did you uh, look at the uh, inventory of of the offerings, the class offerings? I, I
1: have, and and I believe that I'm gonna I'm gonna try to watch all of them except for I think there's only one that probably um, I don't know what I would get out of it, but there's a there's a makeup tutorial one. Uh, Annie Liebowitz has one for photography. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a photographer. I've always been a fan of her work, going mm-hmm, back mm-hmm. to the Rolling Stone days, mm-hmm. and uh, you know when she did all that stuff, all the covers, and mm-hmm. and uh, so I've been a fan of hers. And I, you know, I'll, I'll I will definitely watch that one. You know, like she's going to probably talk about things that um, are well, way over my head, but
0: uh, no, she's probably not. I, 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 I would think that. So if someone like her is not necessarily going to talk to you about your camera or how to use your camera, but she's going to talk, which again, I I, I happen to see a little trailer for this, um, okay. probably on Instagram or something. I don't really know where, but she, it was talking about the relationship between the photographer and the and the, and the and the subject, mm-hmm. and 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 so it, it, and she's going to have her own way of doing that, and whether or not she needs to know them or have an intimacy with them. So I, I can't remember exactly what she was saying, but I think it, you know. And either it resonates with you or it doesn't resonate with you. Sure. You know. But who are you going to be photographing for the most part? You're going to be photographing your family for the most part. You know, yeah. Rachel and the girls, uh, yeah. possibly grandkids every yeah. now and again. Yeah. Or uh, every now and again, you'll be photographing concerts and stuff that you go to uh, in terms of people, you know, and that's going to be from a distance because you don't have a long lens on your phone unless you're right up there. Uh, And then every now and again, you might be traveling in for work or for personal where you just see someone like, let's say, in New Orleans, who is such a character that you're going to have to grab them. Yes. That's that's the kind of stuff that I think you I mean, from seeing your Instagram, what you may photograph. Yeah you know so it's just sort of but it's probably worth you know she might talk a little bit about lighting and whatever but it, but she does these these portraitures that are great so and i'm sure it's not the only one they basically yeah they, I, their model is brilliant they took people who are like the top of the top i bet you they pulled the uh the kevin spacey um class wouldn't you think yeah i don't know you mean
1: it pull, like it's not there he anymore? has he,
0: i would think it's not there anymore i don't think that they would after
1: his his whole
0: thing, oh yeah 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 they, they probably pulled it
1: you said kevin spacey and you know where my mind went i i had kevin bacon in my head
0: <laughs> no no they should have replaced it with kevin bacon
1: yeah um I, Kevin Spacey, I would think, yeah, since he's gone off the deep end, I would think that, yeah. Um, besides being, and I just saw this, I didn't realize that um, two of the trials that he uh, has been involved with, these people that have uh, accused him of, uh, of these various things, uh, two of these people that were supposed to be key witnesses have mysteriously died uh, <laughs> ahead of the trial. Really? Yes, yeah. So, yeah. It's just—it's very strange to me to think that uh, it's kind of like a uh, Hillary Clinton thing, you know, with these people around him, they're dying, and uh, strangely, so who knows? I don't know, but uh, yeah, I think he'd be out of there. So yeah, but the Annie Leibovitz, yeah, I'll watch that for sure. She had a great way of catching. I always thought she, and I know it wasn't she wasn't catching people in these. She she would take these famous people and get them to. Uh, pose or uh, she, she'd get these shots of people in these strange strange ways that um, would have never occurred to me um, you know stuff like putting somebody in a bathtub full of milk and just having their face coming mm-hmm. out of it and things like that which were uh, quite good. She may have, I wonder um, there's this, I was going to mention because um, it was somebody I was always intrigued by um, uh, just uh, passed away over the last week, somebody named Allie Willis Uh, She's, uh, and the reason I was intrigued by her, Allie Willis, uh, is this, uh, uh, she's this, uh, and it's going to sound strange saying white lady, but she's she's a, a, a she died, she's 72 years old, um, but a um, kind of a very avant-garde looking uh, woman that, um, the, the reason I'm bringing up the fact that she's white is because she's most widely known for uh, her couple of her biggest hits. She was a songwriter, and a couple of her biggest hits were done by uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. She oh. wrote the September um, song. And she wrote uh, "Boogie Wonderland" for "Earth, Wind, and Fire," amongst right. other songs. She also wrote um, the uh, "I'll Be There for You" for the Rembrandts, which is the you know the Friends theme song. And uh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. She passed. away.
0: Wow, she me. wrote that. That that was big money. That had to. Have oh
1: made. yeah, she was she was cr- crazy, crazy talented, crazy loaded, and um, just uh, she wrote a lot of uh, a lot of soul and funk type stuff and uh you just see her you would have never known it by looking at her she just she it's like i remember seeing the picture of her the first time I was like what that's the person who wrote that wrote those songs i it was hard to believe but uh she has an amazing talent and apparently i don't know what was what was wrong with her but she uh yeah, 72 she she passed away last week so yeah i don't uh, years.
0: I've got I've got a class for you for sure, and I'm not even joking about this. David okay. Sedaris. I don't know if you like David Sedaris. I do like uh, David Sedaris, but uh, you know he uh, he teaches storytelling and humor, and yes. uh, he's a hell of a story. He's a hell of a writer and storyteller. He is. Uh, so that one's pretty good. A few. Danny Elfman teaches music for film. That's pretty awesome.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think. Uh, Thomas Keller uh, cooking uh, teaching uh, cooking techniques. Yeah, there's another one I know on there that uh, is, as far as cooking, the guy from Franklin Barbecue in Austin, Texas. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Aaron Franklin teaches yeah. Texas-style barbecue. Uh, Neil Gaiman, The Art of Storytelling. That one should be worthwhile. He's great. mm mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, Annie which is good. That's great. Uh, wow, they're, they're, they have a lot. I mean, I haven't looked at this. Like I saw this early on. Um, Timbaland uh, producing uh, t- producing and beat beat making. Wow, uh, there's a Maybe. lot of oh Aaron Sorkin teaching screenwriting. Um, it's great. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah.
1: There's this, this a lot. I mean. Yeah, they've got some top top notch. Uh, oh, wait, Gary
0: Kasparov was he the one who was the one that was the uh, the
1: anti semite? <laughs> I don't know. No, you don't know about that. Uh, well, I w- you wouldn't think. Uh, the reason I was laughing is because I was thinking again about the idea uh, that, you know, you're talking about the uh, Kevin Spacey. Would the anti-Semite still be on the list? I wouldn't think so.
0: No, I would think that he wouldn't be there. So, wait. It, no, it, it's not Gary Kasparov. Who is the other one? The one they made them movie. Bobby Fischer. Bobby, Bobby Fischer the anti-Semite. Yeah. yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson, he was accused of rape. He's on here. He's yeah, on that here guy. That teaching guy, I think scientific nobody... thinking and communication. Yeah.
1: Um yeah let me know how it goes so you haven't have you looked at any of them? i haven't yet? done one yet so yeah i'm gonna be diving in here because there's 77 and if i'm gonna get them all done throughout the course of the year and watch all of the simpsons i gotta get busy so
0: Ken and teller the art of magic yeah yeah there's a lot i didn't realize writing for television these are these are great i don't know if these are any good i mean the Werner herzog one is weird tom morello teaching guitar electric guitar
1: See That one's, you know, because I play a little guitar, that one is uh, is, is intriguing to me because uh, I wonder what he does, like if he's got an hour or two to, you know, just uh, show you something. What's he going to show you in, in that hour or two? So right, right. Intriguing.
0: Yeah, they said the average class is 10 minutes. Ken Burns, documentary filming, David Lynch, creativity in film. I wonder if they still have the Werner Herzog one here because uh, – I mean they they, they they do like you said they have seventy seven classes or so.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to getting getting started diving yeah, in. Yeah,
0: the Werner Herzog one is still here. Um, yeah, that's pretty good.
1: Pretty yeah. pretty good. So between that and the socks, I got some socks, you know. And so. you got socks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so doing good. Um so the kids, you got your kids uh, some some snappy gifts, did you?
0: Uh, Cameron, I got Cameron a bass guitar. Okay. Um, and uh, Fender, or what'd you get? I got him a Fender bass guitar. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see what I got. I got. I'm, I'm actually. I mean, I remember this stuff that I got. So, um, but but Kylie got a little yeah. So he got a the '70s uh, jazz replica, you know, Squire Fender classic
1: jazz guitar. Sure. Yeah.
0: Guitar. Um, I got decision. him a couple of guitar stands. Um, I, I got Kylie an iPad, the new the new 7th generation 10.2-inch iPad 128 with a, uh, a case for it that Aren't also had, she, a, had a keyboard she, that lights up and changes all different colors and a pencil and an Apple pencil. So she's very happy with that.
1: And you said she the pencil? Does she do a lot of the of the artsy drawing stuff on it? Or? She does. She
0: does a little something. Yeah, she usually uses Adobe uh, Draw because
1: I have the Adobe uh,
0: Creative Cloud for her. With so
1: her uh, there's something I saw the other uh, the other day uh, within those the last week here uh, that I didn't realize existed. I, I okay so. Um, because of uh, people like uh, Lopez, or Jeremy Lopez, our friend with Lopez Radio, and I know that there's a lot of people that are into streaming, and I knew that the streaming uh, video game thing, you know, the Twitch world was out there, and people watch people play video games. And uh, so because uh, Jeremy posts stuff, uh, you know, I, I get a general idea, even though I haven't really gone onto Twitch and watched um, to speak of. I've seen some of his videos of stuff that he's um, he's got snippets of things on, on Twitch Twitter and things like that. So I, I kind of know what the world sort of looks like. You know, you got a guy usually sitting in front of a green screen. Uh, the person is sitting in front of the green screen and um, there you can see the, them and then the game is behind them and, and whatever else they're bringing up and they're talking and they're, you know, interacting with, with people that are on the stream and uh, that that sort of thing. So it's um vaguely familiar with the idea of, of, of how that's supposed to work. But what I didn't know was, and, and I ran into this, um, this was, uh, again, going to go back to the anchor V1 days. There was a guy, I guess, that was on there who I don't really remember, but it, he's an artistic guy from Oregon. Uh, name, I think his name is Michael V. Michael V? V-E-E? Uh, something like that. And uh,
0: No relation to Gary V. No. No.
1: Um, and this guy, I somebody uh, had uh, posted or retweeted or something that he had done, and it was, it was this video. And so the video was it's the it's uh, it looks just like the the gaming thing, except for he's got uh, he's basically got his his uh, artistic stuff behind him. So he's either um, maybe it's. Uh, he, he well he was working with with a uh some sort of a, a pad and a and a pencil thing and he was drawing stuff and he was making jokes and the what he was drawing was coming up on the green screen behind him and uh it was it was oddly amusing to me because the guy is is uh, he, he's he's he very talented? much a free-spirited sort of uh, uh ish looking dude and uh i was like well... <laughs> It was just really bizarre for me to to watch that and and see what he was doing and uh, realizing that there's there's the the world of streaming and that green screening behind you. Um, I guess I never my mind had, had never thought of the idea that you could do something besides video gaming with that that might be just as funny. I don't know or even more more funny because to me watching video games after a while, a very short while, gets kind of not so interesting i'm, I'm more I, I, interested.
0: Would, I, I would say way before uh, um, a while i'd say immediately i would be not interested in video games
1: yeah yeah it gets i uh, mean
0: nothing against video games i've liked playing them at certain times in my life there was only one video game i ever enjoyed watching and uh, that i remember and that's uh when someone else was playing was parappa the rapper per- parappa the rapper Okay, and if you just Google "Parappa the Rapper" uh, on YouTube, you'll see the videos. It's like this dog who's the antihero, and there's a bully, and he's trying to get the girl. And along the way, he has to like his first mission is to like there's just some bullshit story, just like this 2D animation. And there's and then he goes to the dojo, and he's got to learn how he's got to learn karate. Mm, from uh okay. chop chop master onion yeah and it's a kick chop it's all in the mind and then you've got a and then kick chop it's all in your mind and then you press the buttons to try to hit the you know triangle circles you know square x and along the way to kind of keep up with them right and sort of it's 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 not your typical video game you're just trying to keep up with the you know the rap by pressing the buttons when you see the symbols come across the screen. Mm-hmm. And then you fail, and then you gotta start over, or you move on to the next one. And then the better the better you get and the more you hit it, the faster it gets. That was incredibly entertaining to watch. And I, I think that's partially because of it, it was so rudimentary and, and 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 ahead of its time in some way, and it was so Japanese and and wacky. Like there was something fun about this silly thing. Um, and I could still watch it now and enjoy it, but not, not every day. I couldn't watch someone play that every day, but if, if you were playing Fortnite or I don't even know what games are out there, you know, some world of Warcraft, I don't know. I don't know anything about games these days. Yeah, I don't either. Except it's big money and I, and I'm, I'm going to not partake in any of the money, the making of it or participation in it. You no know, yeah. even the idea of streaming um, live streaming video is exhausting right now, and I've, and I did it for a while. I did it for a good two-year period, you know, from like 2015 to 2017. You did video yeah, streaming? periscope, yeah, yeah right all like I did it all the
1: time. Periscope, right?
0: Yeah, yeah and I, and, and it it seems like a lifetime ago, and uh, does that it, appeal it, to you anymore at all?
1: not right now no not right now hmm.
0: no no it's it's uh, i i feel like looking back i was mischanneling my energy you know like like it was like, <laughs> okay. like i don't know like I- even if i like to talk i clearly uh if i like to perform i, I don't think that's the platform
1: for me i'm just i was I'm I, I, it's, it's what i'm has I'm, been going through my mind a lot uh I've, since seeing that and just it's probably the idea that we're you know this 2020 going into a new decade thing and all that or next year we're going to a new decade or whatever. yeah, yeah. That's gonna i didn't happen.
0: mean to ruin that but yes
1: uh, yeah, um, I, I've just been. I've been trying to, uh, and there's no way of knowing this, but it 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 seems to me that in okay, so ten years ago we had no idea that we were going to be doing the things we're doing now, you know, with phones and the idea that people would be doing streaming Twitch and that people would be doing podcasts like they do now and all that. So ten years from now, there's going to be something else, some greater, uh, bigger, better thing that we're all doing something something different at least and uh i'm just i it's kind of drive me a little crazy i want to know what it is and for some reason i'm thinking somehow um it's got to have there's got to be more going on i think with with video seeing people um Mm. beyond just the the youtube experience uh, more of an interactive thing
0: i think i think it's um It's probably going to be interactive. I think Facebook, with their whatever device they have for for FaceTiming. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So Facebook has Facebook Watch, right? you are watching these shows. But I think that whatever their device is called, and they've got the Muppets are promoting it. You know what I'm talking about? No? There's Uh, there's this, like, home device. I I don't know. I think it allows uh, people on Facebook to communicate with one another. But I think think Netflix is doing a lot of virtual reality stuff. Mm Mm-hmm experimenting with virtual reality and where to go and knowing that this passive watching experience, binge watching or otherwise is not forever, or it may be going on for a while, you know, for a while, it's like, oh, YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. And then after Netflix, does what they do and and changes things and creates this new way of watching binge watching by streaming versus you know getting a whole dvd box set and you know that was expensive back in the day yeah it's like is even learning even like a like master class you know there were there have been other online video learning um platforms Mm -hmm. that did it first but they master class is doing it next level. Yes. So how will education change? And at what point will it be interactive? Not that you're going to be able to get these the the big names that they've got like a Gordon Ramsey to do a live class mm-hmm. where it's interactive and you can ask Gordon Ramsay a question like you can on some of these other platforms. Is but there's there's going to be something else that if it's not live interactive, it may even feel like that where you're feeling more a part of the experience, right? right? Now I don't know what that thing's going to be, but I think uh, these companies are trying to figure those things out. I don't necessarily think the traditional companies are, are trying to figure it out like a like a AT and T, Time Warner that's going to be launching their, you know hbo max or whatever their streaming platform is going to be called right you know you know they they own they own the two chuck lorre shows the big bang theory and uh the other one the one charlie sheen two and a half men right and and so you know i think friends was a big property netflix paid a lot of money for it but it was the most streamed I think it was the most streamed um, show all last yeah. year. Now, keep in mind, there's like 250 episodes. Yeah. You know, so, I like, and, and I'm not discounting Twitch or YouTubers or what it is, but it's just, it's, I just don't know where it's all going. You know, even podcasting, it's like, you know, there's a glut of podcasts. It's like, it's not the answer. I think at the end of the day, whatever the thing is, it's got to be good. Right. It, you know, it's got to be, it's got to be appealing and it doesn't have to be a mass appeal anymore. Right, and I mean, I think if you think of the number of streaming platforms, it's kind of clear that you know we don't have that shared experience. And I think I've, I've talked about this with you with Apple, Apple TV Plus, and Disney Plus. They're they're typically dropping no more than three episodes at a time, but you, it's usually just one, one every week, right? One every Friday mm-hmm. over a ten a week period or whatever it is. So now you have more of a shared experience. As opposed to, or you know, there's
1: just so much. So, I don't yeah, know. It, I, so I just discovered that um, that built into the you know you're talking about Apple. So the the so you, you got so you got phones. You got you know okay you know the big ones. You got Google. You got Apple. You got um, Microsoft and. Um, whoever else you throw into the mix. But um, I just discovered Microsoft in the Windows 10 operating system on uh, any computer, there's Xbox stuff that's built into that. I didn't know that in any... I had no idea that was even there. Um, you can go into... Uh, uh, on a on a pc when it, you open a window you can use the windows uh button that's on their little windows thing and push the windows button and push g and it brings up an xbox um uh interface that has uh, the ability to record the screen that you're that you're yes, on yes. and some and it's got a bunch of other controls for xbox that's built into the computer and i was like well i didn't know even i, I had no idea that was even there and i'm thinking why why is it in? and then i okay wait and well the microsoft owns xbox um um what what else are they what else are they doing with this what angle can they how are they going to leverage that um obviously there's ways they could do that and they're probably working on it and it's all like you said with either vr ar i don't know it's but it's it's crazy i, I just no, i think it's uh, it's a cool time to live in because i think we're going to have some stuff that's um we haven't even thought of that's just going to, it's going to be ubiquitous and we're going to, um, I don't know, it's going to be, it's going to be fun to be around to see it happen. So I don't know.
0: Yeah. I want to say, I mean, I'd like to stay ahead of it or understand it. Um, but I don't know how you get so far ahead of it that you can embrace it and be there for it. Yeah. That's the,
1: yeah. Yeah. You almost, you know, the early adopters or whatever, um,
0: and i don't know that if you're not coming up with the idea or even if you are coming up with the idea if you don't have a patent or something i don't know that being an early adopter really benefits you in so much so much other than saying i was there i did that i had that thing well seriously what who cares right at the end of the day it doesn't make you the best at it or it doesn't make you money or you know if it's something that you enjoy and like being the first person to get the new iphone or the new anything it's like well, okay is that version of the thing going to be the best thing
1: I'm getting to that, this point right,
0: where no, yeah. it's like I, I is is it going to be the best content ever created there? You know, it, it's you, you look back if you look back at art, you look back at at films, certain things at certain times in our in our history. You're like, well, does that really stand up? Does that really play? Like, it's yeah, you kind of have to put it in the context of when the thing came out. Yes, you know, I mean, there were MP3 players way before Apple came up with the iPod. And and yet, when that iPod came out, it, all it was was a fucking hard drive that was able to play music. Mm-hmm. You know, five, ten, and twenty gigabytes, and it was like it was like amazing. This is so, great, but so, uh, it, it
1: wasn't necessarily the best. Change yeah. things. I, I hear what you're saying. I, 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 so yesterday we went to um we went to a movie we went to and um i never thought i would say this i never thought this this would come out of my out of my out of my head me saying something like this but okay. um i can't I wait tru- to hear this truly enjoyed seeing little women the movie
0: oh okay greta gerwig <laughs> i thought you were going to say cats no no was it was like, <laughs> little women
1: but okay so just when you're watching you know the, these these people interact in the in the um, you know the world in whatever 1900 or whenever this this is set in uh it's just uh, it's it's intriguing to realize how much the world has changed and how people entertain themselves back then or you know what they what they and they didn't know any different you know they, they were very happy in 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 uh, the world they lived you know i think because they realized that they you know, going to some uh some dance or or um performing your own play or something like that that's what people did to entertain themselves back in the day and uh, it was just it was odd uh it was odd to watch but it's, it's a great it's a great movie was, uh, i thought it was really well done but uh and who would t- see it Uh, Yesterday we went. But who, the entire family? No, just Rachel and I went. Um, okay. And we had talked about whether or not uh, kids would wanna see it. And I, afterwards, when we walked out, I asked Rachel, I said, you know, do you think the girls would've enjoyed that? And she said, oh, they would've been on their phones the whole time.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and, I, and I laughed, cause, and I don't know that they would've necessarily. Um, I think the story is strong enough that uh, you know, in, the right, in the right environment. It's, it's hard with kids that age to keep their uh, mm-hmm. attention, uh, I think, for that long. Away from phones, that is
0: hard for me to keep my attention for that long away from a phone, Yeah, it, it
1: is for a lot of us. But uh, the cast was uh, was exceptional for the movie. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they had. Uh, uh, I, I always struggle trying to say her name, but Saoirse Ronan. Um, oh
0: yeah, yeah. I heard an interview with her. Uh, I passively listened to an interview uh, with her about the movie. Yeah,
1: and she's she's uh, she's a wonderful actress, really. As Emma Watson, I really
0: don't know much about her though.
1: Well, she was in that... Like, I don't uh, know what she's uh, what been she, in. What's that?
0: I don't know what she had been in.
1: Uh, she, she was in the... the. the she was uh, maybe Oscar nominated. Uh, was it last year or a couple years ago for... Uh, what was the movie uh, with... Uh, shoot, let me look it up here real Was quick. it the other Greta Gehrig, uh movie where she played the daughter? Um, no. Well, she's been in... Uh, let's see. Recently. Okay. Lady Bird was the movie that she was... Yeah, she played the daughter? Yeah, she played the daughter. It's yeah. the same
0: director. Uh, um, uh, Greta Gerwig, actress and director, filmmaker, uh, she directed Lady Bird and she directed
1: Little Women. Oh, did she? Both of them? Yeah, totally makes that. sense. Okay. Yeah, 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 okay. All right, because I don't usually follow the director. You're, you're more are No, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, she's she's been in some stuff. Uh, she's been quite good.
0: But, uh, yeah I, I rarely go to the movies but i did go to the movies this weekend i really i wanted to see uh the clint eastwood directed film uh richard jewell
1: yes okay
0: i had heard an interview with the guy who plays richard jewell in that movie who's a comedian and and uh he was on mark Marin's uh, wtf podcast a couple weeks ago and i was fascinated by the guy and how much he looks like the real Richard? Oh, he Jewell. does really.
1: I've seen that. He looks just like. And him, yeah.
0: and and then the this whole idea that this big thing happened in 1996, and people have to keep in mind this is, the, uh, you know, it's after the first World Trade Center bombing, uh, but it's before to, you know September 11, 2001. Yeah, that that bomb scare was a big deal at the uh, 1996 Summer Olympics. It was, yeah. and, and that guy was just a security guard, you know, and and I don't even remember the story. Like that he first, it was like he found the bomb and he saved the day, but then no, he planted the bomb, and it's just like, I don't know what the real story is, but I remember his name, so I'm real fascinated by this, you know you know that twenty you know twenty three years later, you look at this and you tell this story that nobody really knew, very few people really knew after the fact, right, yeah, you know, so but I didn't end up seeing that. I ended up seeing uncut gems,
1: oh good, Have you, you heard about, about you this. Think? Uh, yeah, it's did you the, see it? Uh, I haven't seen it. That's uh, I okay, was telling so, Rachel. I, yesterday we were thi- did, we are gravitating between one or the other, and we just yeah. did, we just picked. Divert, kind of just decided. So so
0: it's Adam Sandler is the lead. Yes, he plays a uh, a jeweler, a uh, yeah. New York Jew. Like he lives in Long Island, Long Island Jew jeweler. In the new in New York City's Diamond District, and uh, he's it's it's like no other role he's ever played, and it and uh, it was directed by um, the Safdie brothers. Now I don't know if you know about you don't know directors, but these two guys they directed this movie called Good Time. Did you yeah. did you hear that one or see that one? I've heard of it. Yeah. All right, so Good Time had Robert Pattinson, Robert Pattinson, Pattinson who will be playing uh, Batman, and uh, he was in the Twilight movie series. Remember? yes and uh it recently he was in that movie i forgot what it was called with uh willem defoe black and white movie the lighthouse i think the scene so it, it, but he he was playing a really dark character this thief whose brother has special needs and went to jail for something and and it, it's 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 these these two filmmakers are very stylized like the music the look the feel it's it's very intense, very real-seeming characters. Everything seems so far-fetched, but everything's incredibly believable. And, and if you look at um, Rotten Tomatoes, you'll see that it's like 93% fresh for critics and mm-hmm. 56%, 56% for audiences. And while, the, while watching the movie, there were times where I was just like, I was so stressed out and so uncomfortable. And I I can't say much about the movie without, it would be hard to give it away, but I don't want to say anything other than it's not a fun movie. Right. But it's an incredibly original movie, original screenplay with very believable far-fetched characters. You know, not characters that you or I or many people that we know would ever experience in our lives. Mm-hmm. Right? If you were to, if you were to somehow have a connection to this Adam Sandler jeweler in real life, because someone knows him, and you were to buy it, you'd be like, "That guy was. That was an interesting experience. That was good." And maybe you got a deal on the thing, or maybe you felt like you were taken. You don't even know what you experienced, but you got the jewelry, or you didn't. Either way, you might have a little story to tell, but it doesn't go nearly as deep as the depth of like the complexity of this fucked up character. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, Adam Sandler was really good. So again, it's not a movie that I reco—I would recommend blindly to anyone. And if you and Rachel were to see it, I don't know Rachel's sensibility at all. I think you might enjoy it, um, but it's dark. It's dark, and it's not an. Uplifting Saturday night out.
1: Well good. It sounds like my kind of movie. No, I
0: mean I like it's 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 a movie that it's one of those movies that I don't know that I'll ever watch it again, but I don't think I'll ever forget it. Hmm. Sounds good. You know, I, I yeah, it's it's fascinating. And and it it, it was it's a period piece but a recent period piece. I think the whole thing takes place in 2012. And I don't think that, I think maybe it's a period of, it's under two weeks. I think it's maybe 10 days. From the first time you meet the character to the end of the movie, I think it's maybe a week and a half. It's wild. I uh, Again, I can't blindly say I highly recommend it but uh you know if you're not just looking for a, a you know a, a comedy romp you know an uplifting escape yeah bombs and explosions go for it you know <laughs> if you right. have taste and a brain then go see the fucking movie if not then go see it again and you yeah. probably don't like cilantro either not my problem <laughs> um
1: yeah that's true well, yeah it might discussion. taste like
0: soap to some people
1: well that's a and it's uh i read the the uh, it's a genetic thing See, it's a, yes. so it's yes for certain people i had this discussion with uh we uh, rachel has a uh a long friend that's um considerably older than her she's the this, this woman is uh, actually her uh, same age as rachel's father and um, they've known each other for a long time and uh she uh came over saturday uh to visit and ended up she stayed over overnight saturday night uh and uh she brought a a bottle of nice whiskey with her so that that was you know, it was it was fun to sit and and, and talk to her and stuff. But uh, we had had this discussion. She said something about she she was mentioning coriander and she didn't know what oh yeah, yeah. necessarily what coriander was. And I said, well, coriander is the seed, and if you grind the coriander seed, that's cumin. But if the seed grows, that becomes cilantro. All three. That's right. That's right. All three the same thing. So anyway, she was and she was like, "Oh my god, how do you know that?" <laughs> I was like. Yeah, because you watch
0: that Gordon Ramsay, because I watch yeah, Gordon watched, Ramsay's yeah, master took the class. cooking class,
1: the master class that uh, Gordon Ramsay
0: did. Uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, so back to, to Christmas a little bit, I just uh, I got uh, kind of that iPad. Did you know, and she got uh, AirPods from her mom, um, and so she she had her iPad and downloaded some movies locally to her mm-hmm. iPad, uh, some some Disney Plus and Netflix movies, and right. they went up to Vermont, which is like a five to seven hour drive depending on traffic. And uh, her friend Rachel went with, you know, with with Andrea and and Cameron and and Kylie, and so. Um, Rachel has AirPods as well, and I didn't know this was an option, um, but with the iPad and it may be with the iPhone as well, if you both have AirPods, you could share your audio. So they both could huh. sit next to one another and hear the audio on and, and actually have separate volume controls for their AirPods. Wow. I didn't Which I that. thought was, that's pretty cool. That yeah. is cool, you know, because I remember like when they had wired headphones, like you'd see this with like teenage girls, where they would split the split the headphones. One would one, put one, the one other, in the right yeah. one, right ear, and the other would put it in the left ear. Right now, you know, um, you know or they had splitters, but a lot of times those splitters didn't work well. But I was like, That's right. I just I just tested it out with Kylie, um, and the main reason I gave her an iPad is not because I wanted to spend that money on her and get the iPad uh, is is because she was always using mine, and it was like stop. And she wouldn't give it back. Uh, The truth is, though, I knew, you know, with a 15-year-old who's a sophomore, you know, in the middle of her sophomore year, is it doesn't make sense to get a laptop right now. Right. Because in two years' time, when she goes to college, is that laptop going to make sense for where she is? Like, by the time she goes to college, an iPad may do everything for her, and she's got the keyboard for it.
1: Most of the you schools know, are I, giving them Chromebooks. Yeah, and well, anyway.
0: and at school she has a Chromebook. So she, right. she, why, why would I spend money on on a Mac laptop? They're expensive, and and she's right. not gonna, I mean, you know, and, and so the iPhone came out in 2007 when she was three. So I don't know when she got her first iPhone, but it was too too early. I'll tell you that. That's a that's a true story. I didn't think that then, but I, I think that now in retrospect. But. Once you take, you know, you can't put the toothpaste back in the uh. Tube. No, but uh, so, so yeah, so anyway, so I, it's just it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for her to have that. She's used to touchscreens and doing that thing for a long time, and it's you know.
1: I was I was at the, so I was at the uh, Target store right doing some shopping uh, right before Christmas and uh, getting all a couple last minute things and. I was over by the yeah uh, you know, they've got a pretty good lineup of of apple Electronics there at the store, and I was over there, and I was kind of looking over some stuff over there, and um, I was in the, in the, the the Apple section. As you reminded me of this, uh, and there was a uh, there was a, a woman there that was probably fifty uh, ish years old, and she had a couple of kids that were uh, late teens, something like that, and uh, they were talking about uh, trying to make a decision on what to buy for somebody, and. So the woman, the mom she she kept using this phrase, and she she did it about four times when I was within earshot of her and and the last time she used it, I was standing literally right next to her. I was trying to look kind of across at something that they were that they were near and she said she kept saying back in the days instead of saying back in the days," she said back in the days, back in the days," she kept saying, and um she was really. She's really trying to own this phrase like she had it, like she, she was, she was, you know, this was something that people use a lot, this phrase back in the days. And when she said it, the one time I was right by her and I I was looking at her when she said it, because I wasn't sure the first time I heard it, whether or not it was plural, but then I realized it was plural. And I may have snickered just a little bit, uh, not not out loud, but I I think I probably smiled just a little bit. And when I smiled, her teenage daughter, one of them, the older one, uh, saw the look on my face and recognized that I knew that it wasn't days, it was day. Not days, and she knew that I knew, and she smiled and snickered too, and so we both had this moment where we we're looking at each other and and snickering and smiling, and then Mom looks at me and kind of glances over at her and so was, so I, sees us both kind of with this having this moment, and Mom shoots me the dirtiest fucking stink eye look, like she she's like thinking I don't know what she thought, whether I don't know, but uh, it wasn't good, and I was and then I was trying to act like no no that <laughs> no. <laughs> There was nothing going on there i wasn't smiling at your daughter there was no there was no moment going on back, she in, annoyed.
0: back in the day she would have hit you with her pocketbook
1: i know we and there was no yeah i was like god get me away from these people just <laughs> seriously that was in a target yeah it was a yeah, target
0: i was i was in a costco my mom got me a membership to costco nice no not nice that place <laughs> stresses me the fuck out
1: what have you got that's huge
0: I mean, it's so. I mean, I got a trapo- trampoline, of course. I mean, why wouldn't I for the pool house? <laughs> the ceilings are low, but man, I can just get on my knees and jump on that motherfucker. No, I got. Uh, I didn't get it. I got. I got a uh, toilet paper and uh, and and paper towels, and and I got juice boxes because you know Cameron's a type one diabetic, so when his blood sugar drops, it's good for him to have like a you know four to six ounce. Um, Apple juice or a fruit juice or something, you know, like an old natural It's all-natural. good for you to have
1: eighty-seven of them on hand.
0: Yeah, right. So I mean, he should have the, he should have them in his car all the time. He should have them in a bag, and he should have them, you know. If not those, like little candies, little like something to suck on to raise his blood sugar immediately, right? So, uh, but uh, the first time I went in there to sign up, they, I they, I already had a membership, and mm-hmm. then uh, they had. So they found me in the system. Do you want to add anyone else to your membership? No. Do you want the executive membership? My mom got me a gold membership, which is $60 a year. So, nice. you know, and I'm like, uh, okay. And do you want to upgrade to executive? No, I don't even want this membership, really. <laughs> I really I don't want to be here. The whole, the last time I had a membership in 2015, my goal anytime I walked into one was to just go buy batteries and then be like, well, I don't need 108 batteries. You know, I don't need 364 crayons. I just need eight of them. You know, like I just, this is, you're in the wrong place, sir. How many velour tracksuits do I need? I don't need any of them. I don't need a shed. I don't need a hot water heater like there's so much if you walk in there for just groceries you're walking out with so much more yes you <laughs> saved money on so much more but you spent so much more so it's
1: not for me is what I'm but saying. what about the free samples you can, you can go i don't like and-
0: see the, you see i don't like little uh, morsels of, of samples I don't eat meat, and, and a lot of times, like they had meatballs. So I went with Susie, and I went up in Connecticut, and and she mm-hmm. she got a little little meatball thing, and I was like, well, "You you want to get them? Why don't you get them?" She's like, "Oh no, I make my own meatballs. Why do you have the sample?" She's like, "No, okay, that's cool. I just don't want because they they put them in that little like paper cup. That it's not mm-hmm. a paper cup, but it's like almost like the kind of summer paper cup that you'd put like an Italian ice in." That you squeeze it, you squeeze it, you know, and and it's good, and it's like that, but tiny, tiny, like almost like uh, when you go to the when you go to the dentist and they put the mouthwash in a little thing, it's almost Mm. like that, like a little mini shot, you know. Um, I don't know. It so I was I was at Costco, did the membership thing, took my picture. I look like a f- buffoon in my picture. I should sh- I should send it to you for the Instagram. <laughs> it's uh, it's Susie laughed. La- she's like, "Let me see your profile picture." She laughed out because I put a big fake smile on. Like they had a picture like a, of like a Caribbean scene, like with a, maybe in Mexico or something with blue blue water. I don't know. We, I said, "Why is that picture in the background?" I was like it makes a smile. Okay, great. And then and I had this big. I looked like a little kid. who was so happy to be there. I wasn't. I just wanted to leave. I was so happy that I can get my picture and get the fuck out of there. I didn't even walk through the store until I went to Connecticut. And then, I so saw they had Apple products. They have so much. And it, my head explodes every time I go in there. So, But I did buy a car.
1: At Costco? No, not at Costco.
0: <laughs> I didn't buy a car. I, I finally bought a car. You know, I had a, a car rented for two weeks. And... uh very stressful experience. I had gone to some, plenty of dealerships. I at one point in my, my, my budget was under ten thousand dollars. Used car under ten thousand. Mm-hmm. So that's out the door, right? So these list prices, you can go to cargurus, you know, cars.com, it doesn't matter where you go. The list prices are very low, but the out the door price is a lot more. You know, because you're playing document fees and in each state there are document fees to get your license registration and all that stuff. Transit right. plates if you're buying out of state. And uh and then taxes of course, which are your state. That's that would be the state. Like in, in New Jersey, it's six six point six two five percent. So I ended up going and finding a Honda Accord, two thousand eleven Honda Accord, hundred and seven thousand miles. Car is pretty good, in good shape. Um, and uh but it was manual transmission. Now I can drive stick, but it had been a while. I really didn't want it. And, you know, the guy's telling me, and it's a nice dealership, DCHK Honda. and DCHK, it's a big DCH is a big company. Like they have 160. the parent company has like 161 dealerships. You know And he's like, well, if, if this were in a manual car, you'd, you'd already have it. I'm like, if this wasn't a manual car, it wouldn't still be on your lot. At seventy five hundred dollars, you know? Right. Because it would have sold. And you see, well, some people people want this car. Yeah, they do. People will come from Virginia. Yeah, one in how many? There's a glut of cars on the market. I'm not this car's not for me. Back and forth, back and forth. So now I go across the highway to DCH Ford. Now DCH Honda K Honda was beautiful, really nice, nice showroom. You go here. This this it's like the lighting's not as good. There's a much smaller showroom and I'm walking and I was dealing with Miss, Mrs. Robinson. and Mrs. Robinson um, her and her name uh, was Queen. Like she would call me Mr. Craig and this is Mrs. Robinson and I'm just like, this is old school. back in you know, she's from back in the days, you know. And so so when I went there, you know, like I did speak to Mrs. Robinson, so I, I didn't know what her job was, but apparently she was like the manager of the place. But when I'm walking around, I'm like, you know what, I'm sick and tired of sitting down and like being on the other side of the desk of some salesperson who's going to show me what they want to show me. Whereas, no, I came in specifically for this car and cars that are similar. Here's my criteria. Don't push things my way that you need to sell and get off your lot. Yes, I know I'm at a low price point, so I, you know, so I ended up uh, going, and this guy Julian, uh, got to be in his thirties. He saw me walking on the lot because I actually wanted to see the cars because I'm going to see some cars that may look good on the internet that look like like I'm not even going to test drive this fucking thing. I'm not mm-hmm. not even going to do it. And so uh, we test drove a, a Honda Pilot. You know, a Honda Pilot is that sort of SUV kind of thing that has uh, eight seats, including the drivers. Right. See, but then no storage if you put up that third row. It's really that third row is for kids, little people mm-hmm. and kids. So, you know, and then, you know, then he showed me, he was trying to push me into another car and then another car, and then he finally said, how about a Mitsubishi Lancer? And I was just like, no, I don't even know what a Mitsubishi Lancer, is. no, I don't want, like, I'm not interested in test drive. And I was exhausted. I didn't want to be there. It was kind of like listening to me talk about this. This is how bad it was. And so... Uh, he's like, no, no, this is the car for you. And there was such a, it was such desperation here. And I had told him that I drove Uber and Lyft and I had done this stuff. And like, he's like, oh, I have as well. And it was like pretty clear, you know, like, it's like, you know, it's, you don't always do that because it's your first choice, you know, because you love people and love driving. You know, you do it to hustle and make money,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: so he—he's just—he's like, no, this is this is the car for you. I feel it, I feel it, and I walk in there and I'm myself. Especially the more I went to dealerships, the more I would just be myself. And so he—he he came out and, and he's like, I got this, I got this. He took the keys, and he's probably he probably showed showed me two cars before the Lancer and he probably had 12 sets of keys on his desk, right? He, like, he didn't have it together. You know, you're supposed to put the keys back, you know, in the office on a rack, you know, so that if another person's trying to sell that car, you don't have to go to Julian's desk for all the fucking keys. Exactly. So he, he, go, he goes out, and it took him a long time to get the pilot because um, – it was blocked in by another vehicle and and so now he comes and he's like I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna start up that i'm gonna start up the lancer i'm gonna get it we should take it out and I, it's dark now you you really shouldn't be looking at cars in the dark you know and and so he, he comes back and he's like uh yeah the uh the battery's dead um i'm mean, gonna just gonna jump no you're not gonna jump it i'm done he gets his manager his manager comes over his manager's probably in his fifties, pushing sixty, whatever, has been around a lot. Well and he tells me, I said I said the same thing to him. Listen, I, I know why you're here. I'm not I'm I'm done. I'm done for tonight. I'm I'm leaving. And and he told me that he's owned many Mitsubishi vehicles. How can I trust the fucking sales guy that he's owned lots of Mitsubishi? Can I see the fucking titles? You know, so it was just a, a negative experience. I wanna get the fuck out of there. And then um Finally, I I ended up uh, on the day after Christmas, I think, must have been Thursday, I ended up buying a car. I bought a 2013 Hyundai Santa Fe. Nice. It has too many miles on it, Uh, 134,000, but it's all-wheel drive, leather interior. Um, It even has Bluetooth. Because, you you know, like that whole Bluetooth thing, like it goes back as far as I think like 2010, but Mm -hmm. back then they weren't always putting it in for music just for right. phone calls yeah and so or you know so it has an aux cord and the thing and it was like i i got an adapter for the Bluetooth. it's great i, I i've driven it uh i had it 134,000 miles kind of like on the on the on the nose and 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 uh i probably put about 380 miles on it already uh went up to uh susie's and back and uh so far so good and I hope never to have to come back here and say, like, yeah, the Hyundai Santa Fe, yeah, yeah. yeah transmission needs a new transmission. Yeah, it's just, I, I it, but I'm, it's exciting getting a, a new old car.
1: And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on
0: iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch. <laughs> yeah.